0: This is Whatever News. Hello, beautiful people. Welcome back to Whatever News. As always, I'm your host, Cameron. Now, this is going to sound a little weird because I'm not in the uh, usual recording spot. I was, I usually am. I'm usually in my living room because for some reason, when I put my microphone out there it. uh, Like, I go into my dining room, and I hook in my USB microphone, and I put it, you know, I put it on my uh, dining room table. There, it doesn't pick up any uh, weird radio signals. Like, I don't know if you guys will notice it in this episode, but this USB microphone I'm using tends to pick up just random radio signals, and shut up, Apple Watch. (laughs) Um, And, yeah, it picks up random radio signals, which doesn't, it doesn't help that there's a radio station literally... Like, not even five minutes from where I live. Like, I can look out my bedroom window right now and and see the towers. But, yeah, so I'm a little further away from the mic than I usually am. But, yeah, I just wanted to get that out of the way. Uh, today, we got some interesting things to talk about. Not not a whole lot of, like, life stuff, but it's mostly movie and video game related. Uh, So yeah, I guess let's just dive into it, shall we? Also, I'm going to do this episode a little different, because usually I'll do the, hey, we're going to talk about this and this, stay tuned, blah, 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 and then add, but uh, I'm just, I'm going to try doing something different. I'm going to try just going into it, and then I'll put an ad in, you know, wherever, just wherever I see fit, just to see if that works. I might flop back and forth between different formulas for this, but we'll see what works, but. Anyway, without me babbling on, let's get into the news, shall we? So, uh, actually, let's start with the movie news, because I want to get all that out of the way, and then just get into video game related stuff, because there's a lot of video game related stuff. Um, actually, there is one life thing I want to share, and it just I haven't read this article yet, so this is probably going to take me by surprise, and this was back on, uh, what is it This is back on the 10th. It is currently June 15th, Uh, but the headline of this just really intrigued me. Uh, This is from popculture.com, and like I said, this is from the the 10th. Uh, Little Caesar's new stuffed crust pizza is filled with more than just cheese. In case you needed more cheese and more pepperoni on your pizza, Little Caesar's has your back. The pizza chain announced they were not only stuffing their crust with cheese, but they're adding pepperoni as well, along with copious copious amounts of meat. There will also be a two-cheese blend that will guarantee the cheesiest of bites. Okay, so it's not interesting. They're just saying, like, oh, we're going to do a stuffed crust thing that has cheese and other meats in it. Which, uh, Papa Murphy's kind of beat you to that, Little Caesar, so you're not breaking any ground there. <laughs> Papa Murphy's already beat you to it. Sorry. But yeah, no, a stuffed crust with pepperoni in it. But yeah, Pop and Murphy's did it, and it's really good. So, but if Little Caesars to make it better and you know have it for, have it cheaper, then yeah, by all means, I mean I'll chow down on that any day. I love Little Caesars. Um, and now now that's out of the way, let's get into some uh, movie news. Now, this is kind of related to video games in a way, but it's. It's about a TV show don't come to Netflix, so it qualifies as movie news. Uh, this is from MovieWeb, and this is posted on the 11th. Resident Evil live-action TV show cast announced at Netflix. Uh, we, well, we were promised a Resident Evil announcement as part of Geek Week, and it arrived. News of casting on the new live-action series was revealed, which will see Bosch star Lance Reddick taking on the role of Albert Wester. And that was where the problems began. While the announcement also gave us more cast members in the form of Ella Balinski, Tamara Smart, Sienna Agudon, Adeline Rudolph, and Paula Nunez, it was the casting of Reddick that caused a wave of backlash. Why, Moving Web? Why did you take away my article? Give it back. All right, I guess it doesn't want me to see that. But, uh, yeah, I just started working on the... uh, the cast for the Netflix adaptation of Resident Evil, which I'm kind of hoping, though, because I guess since MovieWeb won't let me watch it or let, won't let me read the article, apparently, um, I'm hoping they kind of do it. You know, almost exactly like the games, not like they did with the uh, the movie adaptations, where they they had the same characters but they developed like their own story around it. I mean, don't get me wrong, the Resident Evil movies were at least I thought most of them were pretty decent. Like, I didn't think they were great at all, but I thought most of them were pretty decent, but I mean, and you know, obviously you had your fan service by introducing, you know, well-known characters from the game in it, because you follow, uh, what's the main character's name? Ashley. I think it's no Alice. I think it's Alice, but all of a sudden, you know, you're going through the movie and like, Hey, here's Leon Kennedy. Here's Barry, uh, whatever his last name is. Uh, Albert Wester, yeah. I mean, you got your staple Resident Evil characters in there, but uh, yeah, anyway, well, I guess we'll see what Netflix does with it. I mean, if it's anything like what they did with The Witcher, then, you know, we might be looking at a really good series. Uh, Speaking of The Witcher on Netflix, here's an article from Screen Rant, and this was posted on the 11th. The Witcher Season 2 trailer shows Daryl and Siri in danger. Netflix reveals the Witcher Season 2 teaser trailer feature... Wait, hold on, hold on. Netflix reveals the Witcher Season 2 teaser trailer featured the very first footage. Who the hell proofread this? Jesus Christ. And you, and you wonder why I hate screenwriting. In 2019, The Witcher was renewed for Season 2 before the show had even debuted on Netflix. But when it did release, it became one of the streamers one of the streamers' most popular shows, and their decision was proven justified. Like many shows, The Witcher paused production in 2020 due to the COVID-19 pandemic. However, The Witcher season two wrapped filming in early April, and it has since been revealed by Netflix co-CEO and Chief Content Officer Ted Sarandos that the show will return in late 2021. Uh, I'm actually excited for season two. I don't think I've actually finished season one. I think I'm on like the last episode or the second to last, but I should actually rewatch the series because I love, I love like the game and from the, you know, from what I watched of the Netflix adaptation, I loved, I really loved that too. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to season two of the Witcher. Um, Let's move on to some, Nickelodeon news I guess now for anybody my age you guys remember iCarly you know it was on Nickelodeon it had you know Miranda Crosgrove uh, Nathan Kress Jeanette McCurdy they were the main three characters and it was about you know uh, Carly and Sam who ran a web show with uh, Freddie as their camera guy And it was really popular. A lot of people love iCarly. Like, I would still watch it to this day. Because, you know, it's just... You know, it was really well written. And in case you guys haven't seen, on Paramount Plus, they are actually bringing the series back. But it's... It's more... It's more adult. Like, not like extreme adult, but it's definitely more... It's like an iCarly for the people who grew up with iCarly. And it's for the... It's iCarly for the people who are now adults. Like... They're like, hey, we're gonna bring back the show, but we know our target audience. We know who's gonna watch this, so we're gonna bring it back for them. Uh, but this this article from uh, Pop Shooter uh, explains a little a little thing that you may be wondering about the reboot. Uh, this is this was posted on the 14th, so yesterday. Uh, I Carly, the reason slash reasons Jeanette McCurdy isn't reprising her role as Sam. Between new storylines with familiar faces, including a Spencer that curses and a Freddie with a stepdaughter. <clears throat> oh God, excuse me. There's a lot to look forward to. Come June 17th, when the iCarly reboot premieres on Paramount Plus. Unfortunately, Carly's BFF and one of the original characters, Sam, isn't one of them. According to two recent episodes of her podcast Empty Inside, actress Jeanette McCurdy, who played Sam, won't be in the reboot. McCurdy has retired from acting, and has no interest in returning, least of all the iCarly universe. In a candid conversation with fellow child actor Karen Brar, McCurdy revealed that iCarly producer Dan Schneider created a hellish working environment that damaged her mental health so severely that it made it difficult to come to set. That's what I figured. I figured it had something to do with Dan Schneider, because I heard he was a real piece of shit. Like, he was just a garbage human being. Like, he would... He would act really creepy around the young female actresses. And uh, I think at one point he even tried to advertise uh, episodes of iCarly by using the actresses' feet. He was just a real creepy guy. He was a real piece of shit. Uh, According to McCurdy, not only was he abusive towards the young female actresses, he also had an inappropriate obsession with their feet. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Uh, Mercurdy chose not to go into specifics beyond that, but shared, I was a famous 19 year old and making a bunch of money, and I felt like I had everything at my fingertips, but I was deeply unhappy, and I actually really resented my life. Mercurdy was on not one, but two of Schneider's shows, iCarly, of course, and its spinoff and Vitoria's, Vitoria's crossover series, Sam and Cat. Looking back at her decision, she wishes she got out of it a lot sooner, I'm so ashamed of the parts I've done in the past. I resent my career in a lot of ways. She sh- she shared in another episode while speaking about her Nickelodeon career with Anna Ferris. When talks of an iCarly reboot came about, McCurdy decided to put her mental health first for once. You know, good for you, Jeanette. So yeah, basically she's, you know, because of how much of a piece of shit Dan Schneider was, she just quit acting and she's not going back. Especially to back to iCarly. And I know a lot of people are gonna be like, oh, but same was the best part. But you know, listen, you know, all the shit she's been through, I think she made the right decision. I think, you know, obviously, yeah. Put your mental health first before acting. Like it's not gonna be like you can't just do a show for the sake of making people happy. Like if you're if you're gonna be miserable doing it, if you had a really traumatizing and bad experience, you know, doing it the show the previous time yeah by all means you know if I didn't you know don't do it I think she made the right decision I'm with Jeanette McCurdy on this but yeah that's why you're not going to see Sam return in the iCarly reboot it's just yeah you know she's doing it for her mental health because she was she was wronged by Dan Schneider so if you're going to be mad at anybody for Sam not being in the reboot blame Dan Schneider just you know God, I can't imagine what she gone through with him what she went through with him. And, you know, fuck Dan Schneider, man. I guess that's why Nickelodeon finally, you know, kicked him to the curb and are never going to work with him again. Uh, Alright, so that's movie news out of the way. Let's get into some video game news, shall we? Now, I'm going to share this one thing right off the bat because this actually was interesting and I actually uh, partaked in this, if that's a word. Uh, This is from comicbook.com and this was posted on june 11th A popular ps4 game is only $1.69 for a limited time playstation fans can download a popular ps4 game for $1.69 courtesy of a new playstation store sale the playstation store sale in question discounts nearly fourteen thousand different items unfortunately the deals are god excuse me The deals are limited to PS4 users, but the games can be played on PS5 via backward compatibility, including one of the standout deals which gives you Downwell for less than 170 pennies. For those that don't know, Downwell debuted back in 2015 via developer Maupin and publisher Devolver Digital. Available on a variety of platforms, the game boasts a Metacritic score of 80 and 85 on PS4 and PlayStation Vita, respectively. Meanwhile, on Steam, the game boasts an overwhelmingly positive user review rating, with 96% of players reviewing the game positively across nearly 5,800 reviews. In addition to critical acclaim, the roguelike, which mushes together the shooter and side-scrolling platform genres together with the vertical twist, won many awards in 2015, and also became an instant commercial success for the aforementioned pair. Downwell is a curious game about a young person venturing down a well in search of untold treasures with only his gun boots for protection, uh, reads an official pitch of the game. Make your way further and further down into the darkness filled with nasty creatures and mysterious secrets to collect the spectacular red gems scattered about the rocks. As always, this is a limited time deal. More specifically, the deal only lasts until June 19th. In other words, it's live for eight more days. Oh, at the time of this, so June 19th, so another four days from the recording of this episode. In other, or after this, it will return to its normal price point. So yeah, I actually looked into this because I actually bought the game because I'm like, you know what? If it's only $2, I'm going to try it out. You know, if I don't like it, you know, I only spent $2 if I, if I really liked it, then I'm like, you know what? I got this really good game for $2, but... Yeah, I got it. And I actually looked on the store and it seems like normal price is only five bucks. So I guess if you're looking, if you're looking into getting it, but you miss the deal that's going on right now, it's still not that expensive. Like you can get it for five bucks. I have actually not been able to play it yet because I've just been busy with everything else, but I will definitely let you guys know in the next episode. You know if I get a chance to play you know whether it's good or not so yeah <laughs> look for my opinion in the next episode um let's go into some Marvel game related stuff because there's two stories here that are kind of related and oh boy it's from my favorite guy, Stream rant again uh this time this is this article is from June 13th um a Guardians of the Galaxy game is coming in October. Square Enix revealed its new Guardians of the Galaxy game at E3 which is being developed by Eidos. This is Square Enix's second game in the Marvel Universe and is a rather surprising direction for a Guardians of the Galaxy game, but it still pulls heavily from both the films and the comics while still doing plenty new as a video game. There have been plenty of rumors surrounding a Guardians of the Galaxy game for years, but this is the first time any actual details have been given for the game. It looks like a dramatic departure from the direction of Marvel's Avengers, which failed to really resonate with fans. And it's probably for the better as the gameplay shown looks absolutely fantastic. Square Enix revealed Guardians of the Galaxy at E3 2021, and it looks like a true space adventure game starring Marvel's favorite misfits. It looks like it's heavily inspired by Mass Effect with branching dialogue choices and the ability to command the team as Star-Lord. As an added surprise, The game releases on October 26th, 2021, for last-gen and current-gen consoles. The Guardians of the Galaxy game was leaked recently, but it's hard to say that anyone could have expected it to re resemble God! The Guardians of the Galaxy game was leaked recently, but it's hard to say that anyone could have expected it to resemble anything like fans saw during the showcase. So, yeah, I guess they're coming out with a Guardians of the Galaxy game, and it looks like... It looks like all the characters are based off the design of like the MCU, but it's gonna be like its own thing. Like uh, Telltale Games actually, I think they did a they did a whole story thing based off of Guardians of the Galaxy, but they basically based it off the uh, comic designs. And it looks like the design of the Guardians of the Galaxy game is gonna be basically based off of uh, like it's gonna take elements from the comics and also uh, the MCU. And I'm actually really excited to, to see that. Um, now, speaking of Marvel stuff and speaking of like Avengers stuff, here is another article that talks about the game Marvel Avengers. And this is posted on the 13th. Black Panther is coming to Marvel's Avengers this August. Uh, there we go. Previously announced for Marvel's Avengers, today's Square Enix E3 showcase gave a first proper look at Black Panther, who joins the superhero roster in a brand new expansion, War for Wakanda. A new cinematic trailer introduces the King of Wakanda himself, although his face is not shown clearly until he puts on his Black Panther mask. He will be defending Wakanda from Claw, who has infiltrated Wakanda in order to steal Vibranium for his own plans. Gee, doesn't that sound familiar? <laughs> Wasn't that the entire plot of the first uh, Black Panther movie? Or at least part of the plot? Uh, The trailer page indicates that War for Wakanda will release this August. Jesus Christ, Mochi. My cat jumped up on the window and scared the shit out of me. (laughs) Uh, The trailer page indicates that War for Wakanda will release this August. The Black Panther expansion will be free to players who already own Marvel's Avengers on PC, PS5, PS4, Xbox Series XS, and Xbox One. The expansion had supposedly been planned for release earlier, but was delayed due to the sad and sudden passing of Chabot Bozeman, who played the superhero in the Marvel film. Uh, Elsewhere, Marvel Square Enix also announced today that Eidos Montreal is making a Gardens of the Galaxy game slated to launch this October. I already talked about that. So yeah, I guess they were gonna release uh, DLC for Marvel's Avengers earlier, and they were gonna they were gonna release it earlier, the Black Panther expansion, but they had, they delayed it because of the death of Chadwick Boseman. You know, rest in peace, Wakanda forever. Yeah, and that was actually sad indeed. Like, I and you know, that was the right move to do just delaying it because yeah, the death of Chadwick Bozeman that was that, that really took a toll. Like, just, yeah, then and Stanley Dying, like, that just, Marvel fans have not had a good time with that. But, honestly, now, the thing about Marvel's Avengers, I actually thought it was a pretty decent game, like, I know a lot of people didn't like it for, like, this reason, that reason, like, a lot of people were like, oh, the story's too linear, or the story's not fleshed out enough, or the characters, some of the characters aren't fleshed out enough, and, Honestly, like, I don't think it's that bad. I don't think it's that good either. Like, I started playing it and then I just stopped because I kind of got fed up with it. But, um, I will definitely re, I will definitely give it another shot once the, uh, Black Panther thing comes out. It's, uh, but yeah, it's, it's not like, it's not a terrible game. It's just, it's, it could have been done better. But, uh, yeah. Um, actually, I, I'm going to take a little break quick because I need some water. And also, all the other stuff that I'm about to go into, there's there's going to be a lot of opinions on the next thing I'm going to go into. So, I'm going to take a little break, and I will be right back with some more news. Hey everyone, this is just a quick edit post because I always forget to talk about stuff, but... Uh, what I don't, I forget to mention in this episode is along with all the other stuff Nintendo released, they also finally released a new trailer for Breath of the Wild 2. And basically, from what it looks like, uh, there's going to be a new way to use items, and there's going to be stuff in the sky, so you're actually going to be able to, you know, soar through the sky. Almost, I'm guessing, almost like Star Wars Sword, but I guess we don't have a lot of information. All we know is from the game trailer. All we know about it is, you know, what they gave us in the gameplay trailer and the fact that it's going to come out next year. So, yeah, we're going to have to wait and see what happens with that. All right. bets in the room episode. All right. I'm back. You got some water and I'm ready to continue with some more news. <sighs> All right. So. If you're a fan of the game Sea of Thieves, then you might be interested in this next thing. And if you don't know what Sea of Thieves is, basically it's this big online multiplayer game where you basically you live your life, you run around as a pirate. Like it's 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 very cartoony, but basically you and a bunch of friends can run around as pirates. And this article is from popculture.com and this was posted on the 14th. Pirates of the Caribbean and Jack Sparrow returning, but not how fans expected. Pirates of the Caribbean fans would get to see the return of Jack Sparrow, a character made famous by Johnny Depp. Although, it may not be in the way you're expecting. On Sunday, so... Sunday from the 14th, so... Yeah. Uh, on Sunday, developer Rare announced that that they had partnered with Disney to bring a Pirates of the Caribbean-themed expansion to life in the video game Sea of Thieves. This partnership has been billed as the ultimate pirate crossover. According to Variety, Rare made this announcement during Microsoft's presentation at E3, the annual video game trade event. They shared that this Pirates of the Caribbean expansion, which will be titled A Pirate's Life, will be released as a free update on June 22nd. Naturally, the game will feature an appearance from the one and only Jack Sparrow, whom the player will be tasked with freeing from prison. The player will go on a journey with Captain Jack Sparrow, who is put in jail after stealing the world's greatest pirate's treasure, as he is pursued by Davy Jones on the Sea of Thieves. Rare noted that the characters in the Pirates of the Caribbean universe will not just be featured as cameos. Instead, they will be a part of their own their own original narrative that ties in nicely with Sea of Thieves. The game will include five different tales that players can navigate. Sea of Thieves A Pirate's Life will enable players to go on a solo adventure or play with others online. Joe Neat, the executive producer of Sea of Thieves A Pirate's Life and one of Rare's executive producers, spoke out about this partnership. He explained that it was a natural step in the Sea of Thieves universe to tap into a little bit of Pirates of the Caribbean magic. Sea of Thieves aims to immerse players in a fantastical depiction of the pirate life, filled with colorful characters and vibrant locations to explore. Neat said, the sense of fun, wonder, and the imaginative spirit that we hold real that we hold real affection for in the world of Pirates of the Caribbean always felt like it could be complementary to the world of Sea of Thieves, and we've striven alongside the teams at Disney to celebrate this. Mike Chapman, the creative director of the project had something similar to say as he teased fans with this story moves the sea of thieves world forwards in an unexpected ways. And it's been a joy to bring these two worlds together, treating both in a way that feels authentic and delightful to experience. So yeah, I guess if you're a fan of sea of thieves, you know, look for, look, uh, June 22nd for the expansion to come, you know, a crossover with pirates of the Caribbean. I imagine that's going to be just, <laughs> that's going to be crazy Just you're just going along in your ship either solo or with some friends and then you just come across Jack Sparrow but yeah it looks like, you know that actually looks like a lot of fun I'm going to really look into that um, there's something oh, the other thing I was going to share, so uh, a lot of you may have heard about this but, <laughs> I got some. I got something to say about this. So, if you guys know the series Five Nights at Freddy, or yeah, Five Nights at Freddy's, uh, the creator Scott Cawthon, you know, has pumped out all these hits. But he's been in a lot of hot water recently because people found out he actually supported uh, Donald Trump and he supported a lot of conservatives, like anti-LGBT people. And from what I've seen, the problem stems not. You know, just from, you know, who he donated to politically, but just the fact that like, you know, he donated politically, he donated to political parties that have anti-LGBTQ+ stances, and he claims that he loves, you know, the LGBTQ+ community. Uh, I'll actually read off this article from Kotaku, and this was posted uh, yesterday, the fourteenth. It just says, Sorry, FNAF FNAF creator Scott Cawthon. Political donations don't work that way. Scott Cawthon, director or creator of the Five Nights at Freddy's series, went viral over the weekend after his political donations were publicized on Twitter. The donation list was a who's who of homophobic and transphobic lawmakers, including Tulsi Dabbard, Mitch McConnell, and Donald Trump. Fans reacted to Cawthon with a mix of anger and feelings of betrayal, while others left messages of support on social media, trending the hashtag, or trending the hashtag, hashtag, I stand with Scott on Twitter. Scott Cawthon created the Five Nights at Freddy's series back in 2014. Since then, his horror franchise, about being stuck in a pizza parlor with murderous animatronics, has spawned numerous sequels, spin-offs, books, and a movie. The latest FNAF game, Five Nights at Freddy's Security Breach, is being made by Steel Wool Studios and is expected to be released sometime this year. Cawthon responded to the backlash with a lengthy post on the Five Nights at Freddy's subreddit expressing his love for the LGBTQIA fans and shock at the angry responses he received. I like to think that the last seven years would have given me the benefit of the doubt in regards to how I treat how I try to treat people, Cawthon wrote in the now locked Reddit thread. Cawthon also stood by his decision to donate to Donald Trump and other anti-LGBTQIA plus Republicans, saying, Even if there were candidates who had better things to say to the LGBT community directly and bigger promises to make, I believed that their stances on other issues would have ended up doing much greater harm to those communities than good. Cotham wrote that in the aftermath of his donation disclosure, he and his family have been doxed with people threatening to come to his house. And this is an opinion from uh, the whoever wrote this article. I unequival- unequiv... I unequiv... I can't even say this word. I agree that Scott Cotham should not have to suffer threats at God, I cannot read the sentence. Let me start this over. I agree that Cawthon should not have to suffer threats to his family's safety because of his political affiliations. And of course, Cawthon is entitled to support whatever candidates he pleases. But his insistence that he loves his fans and that his personal actions regarding whom he has hired, worked with, and befriended over the years should speak louder than his political donations makes no sense. I've never met Cawthon. Coughlin. I've played and enjoyed his games and from the fan testimonies I've seen online I've no doubt that he is every bit the genuine and kind person people say he is but none of that excuses the irreparable harm he has done to the people he purports to love there's an unfortunate but prevailing sentiment among non-marginalized people that in order for one to be racist, homophobic, or transphobic one must be an active and malicious participant in racist, homophobic, or transphobic actions, or shun the people racism and homophobia effects, it's the black friend defense, Cawthon can't be homophobic or transphobic look at all the LGBT LGBTQIA plus people he's befriended I've never cared about anyone's race, religion, gender, or orientation, Cawthon wrote. I just treat people as people, everyone the same, and because of that, I've ended up with a very diverse group of people that I've worked with over the years. But, now, here's the thing, I kind of agree with that, like, you can't just, you can't just support people, you know, whether it's, you know, know, emotionally or financially, you can't just support people that are highly anti-LGBTQ and then just go, turn right around and be like, oh, I love the LGBTQ community. Like, I love all of, my, all of these guys. I'm like, really? If you love them so much, why are you supporting people that don't? And <clears throat> this whole thing is a mess, and I have no idea what's going to happen with the Finance of Freddy's series now. It's like, do you, do you boycott it? Because, you know, he's supporting all these, you know he's supporting these anti LGBTQ people or do you, because, you know, the games are actually, you know, full of a lot of lore and the games are actually fun. Do you separate the creator from the creation? That's, that's a really tough question. That's a really tough decision to do. Like, do you boycott it because, you know, he's kind of, because, yeah, I mean, like this said in the article, it's basically, it's the black friend defense. It's, you know that kind of defense where you're like oh I can't be racist I have a friend who's black like that makes no fucking sense but like basically it's yeah it's exactly Scott Cawthon being like oh well I can't be homophobic I've worked to people and I have friends who are LGBTQ plus it's like that It's doesn't excuse anything but yeah the question comes up do you boycott it because of that or do you separate the creator from the creation? Like, do you treat it like like what a lot of people did with uh, the Harry Potter series? Basically, because J.T. Rowland came out with like some transphobic comments, and basically, she everybody was just like, all right, you know. Basically, they're claiming that every anybody else besides J.T. uh wrote the Harry Potter series. They're like, yeah, we just we claim it for ourselves. Now, now she has nothing to do with it. We just we claimed it for ourselves. But yeah. I guess we're um, we're gonna have to see what happens with the Five Nights at Freddy's series. Okay, get some water. Um, did I have anything else on here, or should I just get into the big thing that I wanted to talk about? Uh, oh yeah. So I guess the one thing I'll end this episode with is the fact that Nintendo just today, as of you know today, the June fifteenth. Did their Nintendo Direct, which if you don't know what that is, Nintendo Direct is basically, they upload a video on their YouTube channel, basically just announcing everything they're working on, developing. Basically, like, hey, here's what we got now, here's what we got for the future, take a look. So they announced a lot of new games, and there's actually uh, there's four of them that I want to talk about. The first one I want to talk about, and I think I'm going to actually name this episode after it, is... A re-release of Doki Doki Literature Club, and it's called Doki Doki Literature Club Plus. Now, if you haven't played Doki Doki Literature Club, I highly recommend it. It's, It's a great game, it's got a great story. I will, you know, not to spoil too much for you, but basically, you know, you look at it, it's not what it is on the surface, like... You, you look at it and you you're like oh this is like a normal dating sim with cute anime girls like yeah no it's not you de- you have to play it it gets it turns it turns uh yeah not to give too much away basically it starts off as a uh a dating sim game and then it just devolves into a psychological horror uh but yeah they're re-releasing it and it's called doki doki literature club plus And I'm going to read you the description of it right off of uh, the Nintendo page, the pre-order page. Welcome to the club. Write poems for your crush and experience the terror of school romance in this critically acclaimed psychological horror story. Welcome to a terrifying world of poetry and romance. Write poems for your crush and erase any mistakes along the way to ensure your perfect ending. Now is your chance to discover why DDLC is one of the most beloved psychological horror games of the decade. You play as the main character who reluctantly joins the the literature club in search of a romantic interest. With every poem you write and every choice you make, you'll charm your crush and begin to unfold the horrors of school romance. Do you have what it takes to crack the code of dating sims and get the perfect ending? Now, the original mind-shattering DDLC experience is packed with tons of new features and content exclusive to Doti Doty Literature Club Plus. Doty Doty blah, God. Doty Doty Literature Club Plus features six new side stories about friendship and literature totaling hours of new content. A hundred plus unlockable images including new game art, wallpapers, never before seen concept sketches, and more. 26 total music tracks, including 13 all-new unlockable songs by Nicky Collar, plus special guests Jason Hayes and Azuria Sky. A built-in DDLC music player to unwind with your favorite songs in a custom playlist or loop a single track forever. Uh, A high-fidelity visual upgrade with all artwork now in full HD or 1080p. So... Yeah, and, you know, obviously the characters, the four girls in the game are Sayori, Natsuki, Yuri, and Monica. Just Monica. Just Monica. Just Monika. Uh, I'm really going to be excited to see what this, because I played through it, and I actually love it. Now, I will warn you, halfway through the game, there is a trigger warning, because it, it does deal with uh, toxic suicide, and there is, you know, there is, you know, suicide in the game, so just a trigger warning for that but yeah and that's actually the reason my playthrough of it on my youtube got taken down no actually no the whole series didn't get taken down just the episode where one of the characters kills himself that episode got taken down so i had to delete the whole series because it basically it deleted the most important episode the most important video in that whole playthrough but yeah if you're a fan of doki Doti literature club uh, Doki, Doki or DDLC Plus is going to be right up your alley, and it's available for fifteen or fourteen ninety nine, and it's going to be available on June thirtieth. Uh, what else got here? If you're a fan of Metroid, here's something that's coming October eighth of this year: Metroid Dread. Let's see. Join, int, int, blah, 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 blah. God, I can't speed today. Join Intergalactic bounty hunter Samus Aran in her first new 2D Metroid story in 19 years. Samus' story continues after the events of, Metroid, of the Metroid Fusion game when she descends upon planet ZDR to investigate a mysterious transmission sent to the Galactic Federation. The remote planet has become overrun by vicious alien lifeforms and chilling mechanical menaces. Samus is more agile and capable than ever, but can she overcome the inhuman threat stalking the depths of ZER? Face off against unrelenting EMMI robots. Once DNA extracting research machines, the imposing EMMI are now hunting Samus down. Tensions are high as you evade these EMMI to avoid a cruel death while finding a way to take them down. Find out what turned these robotic wonders into the sturge of ZDR and a steep with your life. Acquire new and familiar abilities as you traverse the many environments of this dangerous world. Parkour over obstacles, slide through tight spaces, counter enemies, and battle your way through the planet. Return to areas and use your new abilities to find upgrades, alternate paths, and a way forward. Explore the sprawling map, evade and destroy EMMI robots, and overcome the dread plating ZDR. Uh, that actually looks awesome. It's and like the description said, it's the first 2D Metroid game in 19 years. So hopefully it's good. Hopefully it's really good. Uh, and like I said, that's going to be available. You can pre-order it now, but it's available. It will officially be available on October 8th. Uh, this game, this one, I'm also excited. I'm just excited for all of these. Honestly, <laughs> um, here's this game is coming out. Uh, September 10th, uh, WarioWare Get It Together. This is going to be available September 10th, and you can pre-order it now. Microgame Mayhem comes to the Nintendo Switch system. Take on over 200 quick and quirky microgames, lightning-fast minigames filled with frantic fun, solo or with a friend. When his latest harebrained business scheme goes awry, Wario must use his signature style, and smell, to fix it. How? By playing a Twisted Collection Mac a twisted collection of microgames, of course, from assembling a robot to pulling out a statue's armpit hair, the Warrior Get It Together game is a communic cooperative microgame mashup. Now, if you haven't played the Warrior War games at all, they're basically they're mini game sets, but you have like only have like five seconds to you only have a few seconds to complete each mini game. And the one I actually still own to this day for the Wii is uh. God, what is it called? I think it's just... No, it's WarioWare Smooth Moves. It's for the Wii, and I actually still own it. And it's it's a lot of fun. But yeah, there's finally a new WarioWare game coming out for the Switch. Let's see. Help out infamous game designer Wario after he gets sucked into his latest creation in story mode. Go it alone or with a friend in two-player cooperative play. A first for the series. You can either play on the same system or via local wireless. And for the first time, you control Wario and friends inside their own Kiota games. Use their distinctly absurd abilities to take on a rush of micro games, Tip a turtle with the help of Wario's dash, or choose Ashley to hurl a spill at it. In WarioWare Get It Together, mix and match characters and microgames for maximum fun. And yeah, honestly, I'm a huge fan of the WarioWare games, so I'm really excited for that. Uh, once again, it's available for pre-order now, but you can... Officially get it on September 10th. And the last one I got here, and this one I'm super excited for, because this looks like it's going to be amazing. Mario Party Superstars. Uh, This will be available October 29th. A superstar collection of classic Nintendo 64 boards. Calling all superstars, Mario Party is back with five classic boards from the Nintendo 64 Mario Party games Frosting meets Flowers as you race to get the most stars and sabotage your opponents on the Peach's Birthday Cake board from the original Mario Party game, or watch the countdown that unleashes, Bowser coin beam, unleashes Bowser, Bowser's coin beam and hold on to those coins on the Space Land board. The tides can quickly turn in Mario Party, so stay vigilant, partygoers. This and all other modes can be played online, too. Yeah, they recently they had just announced uh, the online mode for Super Mario Party, and that's they're gonna do that again for this new Mario Party. <clears throat> 100 classic mini games returned from the Nintendo 64 and Nintendo GameCube games, and more. Try your hand at a superstar collection of mini games from throughout the Mario Party series. Whether you are saving up coins for stars in board game mode or practicing in free play, there's nothing quite like being the last one standing in Mushroom Mix Up or Shy Guy Sets. Um, God, excuse me. All mini-games are played with button controls, so you can stick to the Joy-Con controller or bust out the Nintendo Switch Pro controller for or a Nintendo Switch Lite system. Bring the party anytime, anywhere, with same system, local wireless, or online play. Matches with friends in board game mode save each turn, so feel free to take a break and pick up where you left off. Use stickers to praise or pester fellow players as you race across the board collecting stars. All modes support online multiplayer, so you can hop in with friends for a few mini games, or a marathon 30-turn match, or a marathon 30-turn match. Victory is just as sweet, and stealing stars is just as satisfying from anywhere across the globe. So yeah, basically, the Mario Party Superstars. It's basically a new way to play a bunch of the old uh, N64 and GameCube uh, mini games and game boards. Because, like I said, all the uh, the game boards that you play on in this one come from the old N sixty four games, which I know is going to make a lot of people happy. Along with that, they're also bringing back a bunch of like a hundred classic mini games from the Nintendo sixty four and Nintendo GameCube games. So basically, it's a new way to play the old uh, Mario Party games. And honestly, I'm really I'm really excited about it. I, I adore Mario Party, like, with a fiery passion. Like, I love Mario Party. It's such a good, like, it's such a good chill game. I mean, you can, I get really competitive when I play Mario Party, but it's a good game just, you know, to have a couple friends over and just, you know, play Mario Party. It's it's really fun. Um, That's, again, that's available for pre-order now, and that's going to be officially available on October 29th. And with that, I think that is going to be it for this uh, news episode. I know there was not a lot of life news, and I mean, there's a lot of stuff that happened in life, but none of it was really interesting. (laughs) I would rather talk about video games because I'm a huge fucking nerd. (laughs) But yeah, this whole episode was pretty much all video game oriented. Uh, But yeah, That's going to be it for this episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope you guys maybe learned something. Uh, Let me know what you guys want me to talk about on the next episode. You know, send me a voice message linked in the description. Uh, As always, like always, there's also a link in the description to help support this podcast. Uh, Like I always say, you totally don't have, you don't have to support this podcast, but I would truly appreciate it. I mean, right now I'm on a mission to get a new setup for everything. Like, um, I'm I'm looking for a new USB mic so we can actually have guests on the show, and also I want to get some like foam at some point, or at least get a stand with foam so I can set it up so I don't pick up any outside audio. But yeah, there's the link in there to support this podcast, and if you do, I truly appreciate it. Basically, this this podcast is all for you guys. Like I do this for you guys, so uh, if you want to support me and you know what I love to do I would truly appreciate it and it would mean the world to me uh also if you want to you know you want to find me on social medias uh Instagram Twitter TikTok all SuperTAM64 my YouTube SuperTAM64 uh the link for the Twitter for the podcast Twitter I will put in the description as well like always um what else There's something else. No, I think that's going to be it. Uh, But yeah, that's going to be it for this episode. I hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, Bless your face. If you sneezed while listening to this, bless you. And I hope you guys have a lovely day. And I will see you on Saturday for that episode, whatever I decide to talk about. So take care, everyone, and I will see you later. Bye!